Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. You are listening to episode four. In this episode, I really want to explore assisting and shadowing opportunities. This is a a great topic to discuss for new stylists looking to find a new job or for freelancers who are looking to partner up with great mentors in the industry. So this could be geared towards both type of stylists, whether it's a makeup artist, a hairstylist, a freelancer, or a new graduate that's looking for their dream job. In our last episode, we spoke about in-person interviews, and I felt like this was a really great segue into our next topic, which is assisting and shadowing. I love if you can create an opportunity to assist or shadow because it gives you more insight on finding the right mentors and finding the right place that you need to be in um, for your next step in your career. So let's break this apart and dive into this particular topic, assisting and shadowing. Okay, so the first step is to obviously do your homework, figure out where you would like to have that opportunity to be a part of a company or be shadowing a particular artist. In my career, I have always been very proactive and I would actually reach out to artists that I thought, wow, this person is doing amazing things in the industry. And I wanna know a little bit more about what they're doing to see if that's the route that I wanna take my career. Now, I believe that when you're assisting and shadowing that it's really important to be professional. It's important to be respectful. I believe that in the beginning when I was learning about assisting and shadowing, you know, nobody taught me how to actually do this. So there was a lot of things that I learned the hard way. And that's why I wanted to create this podcast and and this subject so you guys don't go through the same uh, troubles that I did in the beginning. So once you do your due diligence, your homework, and figure out who would you like to shadow, who would, what company would you like to be a part of, reach out to them and let them know that, you know, hey, I'm so-and-so, I just graduated beauty school, or I just got my certification of makeup, and I'm looking for my next step in my career, and I really like what you're doing, and I would love the opportunity to assist you or shadow you. Do you have any opportunities coming up that you would be able to welcome me to your location and see what a little bit more about what you do? I believe that going out on the limb and letting them know that, hey, what you're doing right now is really great. I feel like it shows them that, that one, that you care, you take your career seriously. Um, And two, you know, of course, everybody likes a nice compliment. So reach out to them, ask them for that opportunity. Um, if, If you are a makeup artist or a freelance hairstylist, There's a lot of great artists out there who are freelancing and they're working with agencies and doing photo shoots. Um, Maybe they're creating their own photo shoot. Um, 
or maybe you're looking into getting yourself into a salon. I love when artists come and students come and they shadow us um, because I love helping them and, and kind of coaching them through what they're going through and what they're thinking of what their next step in their career would be like. So once you get that agreement of yes, you can come shadow, you can come assist, you need to get the details. Where's the location going to be? What time do they want you to arrive? Maybe how long would they like you to be there? You know, sometimes photo shoots could last seven hours. Um, a full day behind the chair at a salon could be eight hours. What is their expectation of how long you should stay with them? Um, most of the times, too, when you're assisting and shadowing, you are not getting paid. This is a volunteer. You're volunteering your time to learn. You're investing your time into your education. Um, also knowing what you need to bring. Um, if you are going on set to a photo shoot to assist a makeup artist, maybe they want you to bring your makeup brushes. I would also bring paper towels, your brush cleaners, um, maybe extra towels, maybe a cape, anything that you think that would help you be as prepared as possible because this is also your opportunity where you need to wow them and you need to bring your A game because this might be the, the first of many opportunities that you could have with them or maybe jobs that they would actually refer you out to. Um, if, you know, if uh, I'm on set and I have somebody who assists me and they do a amazing job, of course, I'm going to recommend them for clients. If I'm not available, I'm going to recommend them to my other makeup artists and hairstylist friends that are looking for an assistant. Um, so making sure that you are just bringing your A-game is so important. So what you need to bring, um, also asking them what the assistant needs. So, you know, some, some stylists want you to just stand and watch and observe. And then there's other stylists and makeup artists that actually want you to get hands on, um, in, on the action of what's going on. And I would just make sure that you're very clear on what you are able to help them with because you don't want to step into their lane, but you want them to feel very supported and what the job that they're doing. So find out if, so if you're on set doing a photo shoot, maybe you're a makeup artist, I would want to know, do you want me to clean your tools? Would you like me to set up your station? Maybe you're, you're on set as a hairstylist. I would find out, do you want me to prep the hair? Uh, maybe your makeup artist. Do you want me to prep the skin? And I would also go the distance of when you're on location or even on the phone prior to this event, I would ask them, how do you want me to prep the hair or how do you want me to prep the skin? Get specific instructions, find out what tool and techniques that they would like you to use and then run with it. You know, the expectation traditionally would be like, you don't know how I do my work. So what I like to do um, as, as the artist hiring on a assistant, I'll show them how I do things and then I, and then they do it. And oftentimes I have them just use my own tools um, just because they work well for me and this way we can create some consistency with that. 
Maybe they want you to break down their station. Um, Whatever job expectations that they are seeking, just make sure that you are asking the right questions to make sure that you are very clear on how you can help them uh, the best way. Um, maybe, maybe you're assisting at a salon. You know, I always, I love when I see stylists being proactive. I just, I feel like that just speaks volumes for them. Such as if there's hair on the floor, go find a broom and sweep it up. Uh, I feel like that should be a no brainer. And I feel like if I have to tell you to go sweep up someone's hair, then, then this might not be a good fit. And the whole purpose of you assisting and shadowing is probably to at least get your foot in the door somewhere to start to build a name for yourself. You don't want to be known as that person who's got no personality, who is not proactive and just stands there and either stares or they're the person who goes and hide. So, and this happens, guys. I mean, it's very surprising, but oftentimes there will be new stylists or um, makeup artists, skincare specialists that will start at a new job. And and instead of emerging themselves into the business and and the action that's happening, they're hiding. They're hiding in the bathroom. They're hiding um, in the inventory room. They're hiding in the back room, hiding in the laundry room. I really, I can't wrap wrap my head around why, except for the fact that maybe they don't feel welcomed. Maybe they're not clear on what they should be doing. Um, But that's definitely a conversation that owners um, or uh, stylists need to have with those who are assisting and shadowing them. Uh, It's just important to engage in that conversation of this is what you will be doing when you arrive to our location. So if you're going to a salon to assist, I would find out what you would like me to do for you. Do they want you to rip foils? Maybe they want you to hand them the foils, which I think would be really cool. I mean, can you imagine you're just graduating beauty school, you're going to your dream salon to shadow assist, and the lead colorist, who's the educator there, is having you hand her foils and you are just uh, completely involved in the action of this color process. I mean, imagine how much you could learn. It's about taking advantage of these opportunities. Maybe watching how she's feathering the the lightener on the hair and the placement of where her where the the foils are going. Um, maybe it's the the movement of how she's actually painting and stroking the lightener onto the the hair strands. Um, maybe it's her weaving technique. Maybe it's the teasy lights. I mean, if you're standing right there, imagine, imagine how cool it would be to really see everything in action. Um, if you're at a salon, I would want to know. Um, if you're, if you're wanted to shampoo the clients, I would be very observant of everything possible and take notes because if this is the place that you may be, um, being on board for one of their newer stylists, I would want to know a lot about them and don't be afraid to ask questions, but make sure that you are respecting the client's service and you're respecting the artist. 
I, I find that there's there's got to be a happy medium there. Like you don't want to be a chatty Kathy, but you also don't want to be silent because it could be very awkward, I find, for the stylist and for the client. You want to make sure that you're paying attention to the environment. I would pay very close attention to how are the clients being draped? Are they being draped with a towel and then a cape and then another towel? Is it just the cape? Because if you're bringing, walking a client back, so you're shadowing, you're assisting, you're bringing a client back to the station, I would want to say that being proactive is about finding the cape, finding the towel, draping that client. These are all things that really impress the staff. And if you're going to be easy to work with, they're all going to want you to be on their side and on their team. Because in the beginning, assisting and shadowing is going to be a portion of typically your training program. And you want to make sure that you're adapting well to their culture and their ways of doing things. Um, And this goes to the conversations. Paying attention to what is the greetings like? Are they shaking people's hands? Are they hugging the clients? Um, Are they showing them where to go and guiding them, directing them? Or is it more casual? I can't answer of what is best for you, but pay attention to those things because you're If you are being hired by that company, you're going to have to mimic that attitude and that mannerism. So are you shaking hands? Are you hugging? Are you, is it a little bit um, casual of, hey, come on in? Are you hanging up the the coats for them? Are you offering them a beverage? Um, Do they even offer beverages? Just be really observant. What does the place look like? What are the staff offering the clients? This is the service that you will eventually be offering your clients. Does this feel like the right place that you would want to build your business? Also, too, how is the, how is the closing going? Listen to the conversations. Pay attention to are the... Is the staff offering products? Are they offering education on how to use the products on their hair? Are they um, telling the client when they need to come back in for their color touch-up or their haircut? What services do they need to be returning back into the salon? I would pay very close attention to this dialogue. This is the dialogue that you're eventually going to adopt as well. And I feel like if you're going into shadow and assist and you're hearing things that don't resonate with you, then maybe it's not the right fit. And that's why you guys, shadowing and assisting is so crucial in the beginning stages of your career. In beauty school, you, you can reach out to salons while you're in beauty school and let them know that you're interested and would love the opportunity to assist or shadow. I would love for students to be constantly calling us and telling me that, hey, we really love your salon. You know, we still have a little bit ways to go for until we graduate, but we would love the opportunity to come in and see everything that you're doing to see what our career potentially could look like there at your salon. Oh my gosh. 
if somebody reached out and said that to me, I would say, you know what, I'm going to put you on the top of my list and make sure that when you do graduate that you're going to be uh, the top person that I may call. Um, these are all different ways that you could be wowing that particular company or that particular owner. So you're paying attention to all these little details. Um, making sure that when you are at the salon that the stylist that you're assisting, maybe it's not one particular person, maybe it's everybody. I would make sure to definitely bring my A game, have some prepared questions to ask them, um, whatever that may be, such as, you know, how long have you been working here? What has your career been like? I mean, people love to talk about themselves. So asking questions about their career and, and how long have they been here and um, what what they enjoy most of being at the salon that they are at. I feel like you could quickly learn if people are happy or if they're not very happy of where they're at. And if you're shadowing and assisting somebody who is not thrilled or enthusiastic and love where they're working, I most likely would start seeking out other salons because there's probably some issues there at that particular company. So if you're doing, let's say you're assisting a, an artist at a photo shoot, the same thing I would say is true as far as having some questions prepared for them. If you're thinking about being a freelancer, you best believe that you need mentors too. You need to find out how can you be successful as a freelancer. The hustle is real when it comes to freelancing. There is no uh, easy way getting involved into this industry as a freelancer. You need to hustle. You need to put yourself out there. And I believe that assisting some artists, whether it's a makeup artist or hairstylist or somebody who does both, it's such a great way that you can really learn what is happening in the industry. You know, if they're working for an agency, ask them about that. If they're, you know, so in Chicago, we have several different agencies that onboard different stylists who get sent out to different locations to work with photographers, to work on models. It sounds very appealing. However, I would want to know is what is the pay like? What is the hours like? What's the time commitment? What type of jobs are they doing? Do they feel fulfilled? I would want to know like what's the most challenging part of about being a freelancer. I definitely would say it's making a name for yourself. And I believe that making a name for yourself is about meeting the right people, creating the right opportunities. And finding the right opportunities. When you're on set at a photo shoot, um, it's important to remain as professional as possible. Um, so by doing this, I would just be, I would just have a good understanding of, you know, do you want me to be on the sideline or do you want me to be involved with the action of what you're doing? I would be very careful not to overstep my boundaries. I would want to make sure that I'm helping them and assisting them as best as I can because the ultimate reason why you are there is because of them. And so your number one priority is going to be them. How can I make their life easier today? How can I support them? 
How can I assist them to make sure that this job runs smoothly for them? They are your number one reason of why you were there. So you need to make sure that you're taking care of them and not being too selfish with this time of that and turning this into all about you. It really needs to be about them. Asking them also questions like, how long have you been a freelancer? Have you always wanted to be a freelancer? What are some of the challenges that you've come across in your experience as a freelancer? I would ask them these questions because one, they love talking about themselves, but two, it's going to give you more insight of what this career could look like for you if you decide that you want to be a freelancer. Now, if you're doing a photo shoot, sometimes things need to be left private. So if you have your phone with you, I would be careful and cautious about taking pictures. I would ask them if it's okay if you take pictures. They may say no, so don't get upset with that. I know it's really cool that you're on set and you're going to want to take some behind-the-scene pictures, but sometimes there's certain shoots that are private. Maybe it's for a photo shoot competition. Maybe it's for a particular ad. Maybe this photo shoot is about a, a particular client who wants this to be held privately as well. Whatever the case may be, just be very clear on whether or not you're allowed to take pictures. If you are taking pictures, I would want to know also, are you allowed to post these pictures? I think that too many people are jumping the gun and they're creating Instagram stories and they're posting all these pictures without knowing, is this a a private photo shoot or event? Or are we allowed to be boisterous about this? And if so, I would make sure that if you are able to do Instagram stories, which would be really cool to see like, hey, what is this person doing? I would make sure that you follow them on Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media platform that you are on and make sure that you're tagging all the people involved if, if that's the route that they're wanting to go. That way that you are giving credit to where credit is due. Otherwise, people might think that this is your photo shoot and that you're creating the work and that you created the style and the makeup and and styled the clothes. And in reality, you had nothing to do with it. You were solely there to assist. So make sure that you are um, that you are being respectful to those who are the creators of the photo shoot. Okay. So with freelancing or assisting at the salon, I think both are great opportunities. And I would encourage, if you're in beauty school, I would encourage you to do both. Or maybe you're at a point in your career that you're feeling bored, whether you're a freelancer or working behind the chair at the salon. These are great areas that you can explore. You don't have to choose one or the other in your career. There's so many different opportunities and ways that you can be successful in this beauty industry. Um, I myself as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I love doing some freelance work, but I also know that I need to be behind the chair too because that's my bread and butter. Um, And I've been doing that longer than I've been doing the freelancing It's really amazing, though, to create great opportunities for yourself. And 
I will say that I've learned so much by freelancing and assisting other artists. I've assisted makeup artists. I've assisted hairstylists. Um, I've seen some really cool things and I've learned a lot too. I've learned more about setting the hair properly for a photo shoot, which then in turn helped me behind the chair too when it comes to setting hair for updos and for brides. Same thing with makeup. I've seen so many different makeup artists and I I watched them apply the makeup. Um, I've watched them uh, do the skin prepping prior. I've assisted them. And I will say that I've kind of taken uh, bits and pieces from each artist that I've had the opportunity to work with. And I've created my own way of applying makeup. And it's helped me tremendously uh, as a makeup artist because Sadly, if you're interested in makeup, they don't, in beauty schools, pay too much attention to the makeup. I feel like that's a category that they should explore a lot more. I feel like a lot of people are very interested in it, and there's just not enough education, I feel like, in the beauty schools today. I know that there is schools that are specific to makeup artistry, and those are great uh, courses that you can take. Um, they explore all different areas, whether it's photo shoots, bridal, um, uh, TV, movies, they, and, and even the history of makeup. There's a lot that goes into those type of programs where you can get certified as a makeup artist. So I would definitely start looking through Instagram, Facebook, start finding artists that are doing things that you really love and you appreciate. And in 2020, I want to challenge you to reach out to them and tell them, hey, what you're doing is really great. And I'm wanting to do more in my career. And I would love the opportunity to shadow you or assist you sometime. Is there any opportunities coming up that I could come with you and, and help you? I think that if somebody reached out to me to say that, that I would say absolutely. And I would create the opportunity for them because, you know, I've been in this industry now since 2002 and I feel like I've learned so much and now it's my turn to help other people because that's how I got to where I am today is because other people reached down and grabbed my hand and lifted me up. And I feel like that is just so important to just continue to rise that tide. So whether you're seasoned behind the chair and you're feeling bored, maybe you're in beauty school getting ready to launch your career, you need to call these people up. Uh, You could DM them. Um, I do feel like to be really serious, I would find out what is their phone number. I'm going to give them a call and, and I'm going to find out. Um, if I can create that opportunity, um, if you need a coach or mentoring on trying to find somebody in your local area that would be able to do something like this, I mean, find people who, uh, will refer you or recommend you too. And I feel like this, it's all about momentum. So this is like your beginning steps. Once you assist and shadow one person and you give them a great experience of, hey, I'm really great to work with. I'm a great teammate. 
And I feel like from there, it's just going to expand and grow and and you're going to create more opportunities. And this is how you get the ball rolling. And as 2020 is approaching, don't you want your year to look like that? If in 2019, you have not reached out to somebody to say, I want to assist or I want to shadow you, then 2020 might look the same for you. And that's not growth. Doing the same thing over and over is not going to grow you. If anything, it's going to be stagnant. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's what that's what the saying is. Um, so I want 2020 to be a huge growth for you. I want it to be great in mindset. I want you to not have limiting beliefs. And I believe that finding the right educators, finding the right mentors is how you will catapult your career to the next step whether you're starting you're in the middle or you've been doing this for a long time it's it's time it's time to get re-energized it's time to be enthusiastic about your career you can be successful in this industry but you need the right education you need the right mentorship to get you to that next step so who's with me I'm so glad I'm so glad that you are with me Thank you so much again for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. I hope that you guys are enjoying um, your holidays. And until next time, guys, stay positive, stay enthusiastic, and change your mindset to be successful. Thanks, guys.